And we're going to talk to you about what a covenant is based on uh, the dictionary, but also what a covenant is based on biblical uh, uh, explanation. Excuse me, let me gather my thoughts here. So a covenant, uh, uh, Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray, open up our spirit wide. To, this is deep. Daddy, this is deep. Abba, this is deep. And only by your spirit can the depth of this uh, word be given through revelation of Holy Spirit. So we ask you now, penetrate our hearts. Move through this live stream. To, I pray into the life of everyone that is watching right now, Holy Spirit, that you would move upon them. Come and do what you've been sent to do in them and through them. I ask this according to the word of God in Jesus' mighty name. All right. Here it is, saints. A covenant, it is a contract. It explains itself as being a settlement. Get these words in your spirit. An agreement. It also describes itself as being an arrangement with understanding. Somebody say understanding. It is a promised guarantee. And it comes with a commitment. And it is something that binds together the parties that are involved. Now I should get some hands up on that. Hallelujah. Father, in the name of Jesus and by the power of the Holy Spirit, I'm asking you to take your word to invest into the souls of your beloved as they hear your word to build them up in their most holy faith. I ask you, Father, to strengthen them from the inside of their inner man as you cover them with the blood of your Son as His canopy of protection over their minds in Jesus' mighty name. All right, saints. I'm going to be doing a lot of prayer. We're going to be releasing proper prophetic words here tonight. So fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a fun ride. Hallelujah. All right. So what is the biblical definition of a covenant? The Bible's description is the, it's the conditional. Oh my God, I'm already. It's the conditional promises made to humanity by God. As revealed in Scripture. It's the agreement between God and the ancient Israelites in which God promised, somebody say promised, God promised to protect them if they kept His law and that as they were faithful to Him. So we see this throughout uh, the Old Testament how God was constantly, even in the rebellious states, where they denied the things of God and they decided to turn back to the idols and the different gods. In, in, in uh, their rebellious state, God kept His promise because it was a covenant, a contract that He, that he made with His beloved Israel. And so we look to the Bible and say, okay, well, well, the, well then, what is the main purpose of a covenant? A covenant, now, O parabashitarabaka. A covenant is a binding promise of far-reaching importance. In the, nation, in, in the nations between individual, excuse me, in, in the relations between individuals, groups, and nations. Now, saints, listen to this. If God didn't think that a covenant was important and that it would have its effect, he wouldn't have designed it. Somebody get that? If he didn't think a covenant was important and effective, God would never have designed it. 
But from the very beginning, God had a plan. Woo! He had a purpose. He had a design with an objectivity to provide for His people through a covenant promise. A design that would keep them secure and that they would not fall or fail in the things that God would ask of them. So here's the first prophecy for tonight's presentation. It's not Brother Michael. Come on. This is the heart of Dad. The heart of Abba towards us tonight. Here's his promise. Tonight, I am directing your attention so that I can bring you into a place with an upgrade. <laughs> How many want an upgrade? All right. To upgrade to understand the fulfillment of covenant promise and covenant provision. You see, there's provision in every covenant promises of God, saints. Today, I will invest into your lives godly wisdom, knowledge, with great understanding to the purpose of covenant that I have made through the life of my son, that you would be holding to the fact that every provision that I have designed, I have created, is that the tips of your fingers are at the tips of your fingers to understand that covenant practice will bring covenant promise, says the Lord. Did anybody receive that? Come on, a thumbs up. I'm not going to go back to my other screen. It is my desire that you step into my glory realm with greater understanding so as the days progress, as this year ends, you will step into a new year, come on somebody, a new year of restoration, a season of jubilee where you will take possession of all my promises that are yes and amen based Founded on the covenant I made through the precious blood of my only begotten Son. That's the first of three prophecies for tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, we're not going to go into uh, a lot of uh, deep uh, teachings on the, the variety of covenants. But uh, I'm going to give this to you. I'd ask you to write these down. Do some homework, saints. These are powerful. There are seven Biblical covenants written in the Word of God. There's the Edenic covenant that began in the Garden of Eden. There's a Noahic covenant, Noah's covenant. There's the Abrahamic, of course, Abraham's covenant with God. The Mosaic, uh, Moses' covenant. There's the priestly covenant and the Davidic covenant. And again, the new covenant. Woo! Given to us through the Lord Jesus Christ. And there's so much inscribed in the teachings of these covenants between God and man that would take a year of teaching to understand it in its fullness. And even then we would probably only scratch the surface. So we've got another prayer for you tonight. So Father, today I'm asking you to bestow upon this ministry and those who are listening in a demonstration of your power that would take man a year to study to receive revelation on covenant purpose and covenant practice. I ask you, Holy Spirit, to teach us the depths of the fullness of your covenant towards men with an acceleration that would take a year to learn that would, you would teach us in just a few weeks. Now, when I was praying this prayer today in the Spirit, I saw Holy Ghost visiting many of you as you sleep. 
dreams, vivid dreams, very specific dreams, detailed dreams, to where you were traveling in the spirit, traveling uh, through the cords of time, and seeing the dimensions of what's taken place in Old Testament times in covenant, and in New Testament times in covenant. This was a vision that God gave. And so, if that's you, if you're a dreamer, Come on, the Son of God has anointed you to be a dreamer as Daniel was a dreamer. Go ahead and just lift your hands to heaven right now and give God praise. Hallelujah. Will somebody agree? Come on, will somebody in this sanctuary today, will you agree with me? If you agree, give a shout unto the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Hallelujah. So I want to talk just a little bit about the Enoch covenant. This was a covenant that God made uh, between Adam and Eve in the garden. And how it applies to all of hu humanity. And it's found in Genesis 1, 28 through 30. I'm going to be reading to you from the New King James. And the Bible says, And then God blessed them, being Adam and Eve, and God said to them. Now when God speaks to us, we need to hear what He has to say because in what He's speaking will come revelation. It's not something just only off the surface, but God will take you into deep revelation. And then God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion. Somebody say dominion. dominion. No, say it again. Dominion. dominion. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Now, we're going to go here, all right? So stay, stay with us on this. Stay on track. In this passage, God gives mankind the mandate, the authority to procreate, and God gives mankind dominion. Somebody say dominion. dominion. Put dominion in that comment box. Dominion over the earth, and all the animals. Now, as we've taught throughout the, the time here at Genesis Upper Room Church, that all truth is parallel. All truth is parallel. Watch this. The physical creatures, the living things God describes in His Word, are identified and are symbolic to the spiritual creatures that are described in Luke 1019. Now, when I was getting a download on this, I, oh my God, nobody was home. It was me and the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. And this is what God directed me to in Luke 1019. Jesus talking to his disciples, and I know you've read this before. Let's get a deeper revelation. This Jesus says, I give you the authority, the exousia, the delegated authority power, the divine right, watch, to exercise strength, to do what? To trample on serpents and scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Amen. Saints, in order for the covenant promises to be effective in a believer's life, they have to be practiced. And if there aren't, if they are not, how is the covenant going to prove itself to be true? 
This is, this is the power to covenant practice. Through a contract, an agreement created and designed by God Himself. Every believer has been given authority and dominion to rule. And to reign with kingdom purpose, with God's intention for them to live kingdom life in this earth. In Matthew 16, verses 17 through 19, reading from the Amplified, this is what God's Word says. And the reader witnesses the first... The reader witnesses the first mention of New Testament church and the benefits of a new covenant, a better covenant than the first. Jesus, Jesus is speaking to Peter. They're, they're all standing around and they're having dialogue and things are happening and, and all the disciples are there. And, and in the discussion, in their dialogue, Jesus turns to Peter and he says, Peter, and we know the whole, the whole scripture there. He says, Peter, whom do you say that I am? I'm not interested in what others are saying. But I'm interested in the hearing from you of who you say I am. Because at that moment, as we continue to read the scriptures, we understand that Jesus was given knowledge. He was given knowledge of the Father. That what Peter was about to express, what Peter was about to, to uh, respond to Jesus, came from the Father of glory. To Peter, whom do you say that I am? And Peter's response says, you are the Christ. You are the Son of the living God. In a moment, revelation was given to Peter. And this is what the Bible says in verse 17. And Jesus answered Peter. He says, blessed, happily, spiritually secure, and favored by God are you, Simon, son of Jonah. Because flesh and blood, mortal man, did not reveal this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I say unto you, Peter, and I say unto you that you are Peter. And on this rock, and Jesus was referring to himself as that rock. I will build my church and the gates of hell, Haiti, death will not overpower it by preventing the resurrection of the Christ. Hold, now get this portion of scripture. We're setting you up. And I will give you the keys, the authority of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind, forbid, declare to be improper and unlawful on earth will have already been bound in heaven. And whatever you loose, permit, declare lawful, on earth will have already been loosed in heaven. Oh, somebody. Beloved, this power was not to Peter only, but it is, a, it is the promise to all believers founded on the covenant, the agreement given to, to them by God. Kerebasitirimaki. Somebody's getting a witness. Um, somebody's watching right now, live stream. You're getting a witness right now. You've heard this scripture before, but there's a, a delicate touch of the Holy Spirit upon you right now. A witness of those Holy Ghost goosebumps going down your spine. Give God praise for that. 
it is His witness to witness to you that what He has given you will remain secure in your life. Revelation is in the atmosphere, saints. Here's the second prophecy for you this evening. Is it not written, Did I not say that I would give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven? And whatsoever you shall bind shall be bound in, in heaven, and whatever so ever you shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. The promise of this declaration, it is in the covenant promise that I have given to you through the life of my son. Practice this promise. Practice it. And know that as you do, my word, which is the life of my Son and the breath, the Ruach of my Spirit, who is the breath of life, will back you up. When you use this authority, my authority that I have given you. <coughs> what you decree to be bound, forbidden, and declared to be improper and lawful on earth, it will have already been bound in heaven. This is my covenant promise, says God. And whatsoever you loose, permit, declare lawful on earth will have already been loosed in heaven. This is the agreement in the covenant that I've made to you through the life of my son and the blood that he, sh he shed. Confirming covenant promise, says the Spirit of living God. And although the new covenant that Jesus came to establish was not effected, because Jesus was not in effect, because Jesus was not yet crucified, this was that this new covenant would bring to the church and in the life of those who would believe. So we go into the scriptures here and understand, okay, Brother Michael, I, I get the, the covenant, I understand, and, and the, the promises that come with the co covenant practices. Um, but what would this new covenant loose, loose God's people from? Are you ready? Come on, thumbs up. Are you ready? It would loose, this covenant promise would loose God's people from disease. It would loose them from sickness. It would loose them from infirmities. It would loose them from spiritual demonic change. Somebody in the house. It would loose them from spiritual doors. It would loose them from spiritual prisons. It would loose them from sin. It would loose them from their bondages. It would loose them from generational curses. It would loose them from the bonds of death. It would loose them from spiritual tombs. It would loose them from satanic powers. It would loose them from all forms and assignments of the works of witchcraft. Father, in the name of Jesus and by the power of the Holy Spirit, I pray, I pray by faith in the Son of the living God that as this word goes forth, it would minister to the hearts and the minds of those that are receiving it right now. That in the understanding of this covenant promise, that which you've given us through the life of your Son, a new covenant, a better covenant than the old covenant that you've established through his life. That is, we take authority over those things that are against us. Those spirits that are operating against our minds, against our lives, against our families, against our provision. 
And as we declare the binding power of God that they would be loose from our lives, your word promises those things that are unlawful will be removed. They've already been removed in heaven. They will be removed in the earth in Jesus' mighty name. And I, I give this out to you from my heart tonight, saints. There is a tremendous lack of participation functioning in the bride of Christ. Our dependency is too much upon the prophets and the apostles when God says in the same way that he's given Peter the authority and dominion to rule and reign and to have dominion over all things. He's given you and I uh, the same authority as believers in Christ Jesus. But we've got to become participants. We've got to come into covenant practice through these covenant promises. We can't sit back and expect someone else to do it or sit back and just say, uh, speak a positive word. Oh yeah, God's going to do it. God's going to do it. No, He demands our attention. He demands our activity. He demands our response to His Word in these covenant practices. And as we respond to Him, you will become effective in building His kingdom on this earth, building His kingdom in your life, and building His kingdom promises and, and, and in the lives of your families and your loved ones. This is His promise. This is not Michael says so. This is God says so. Come on. We, right now, come on, we're ending 2020. And God has already given vision for Genesis Upland Church and I'm sure other ministries and other churches that are out there. But what we're going to step into to 2021, there may be um, uh, residual left over from 2020, but His promises to us that in 2021, God is going to restore back into those things that were taken in 2020. That's His promise based on a covenant that He's made with us through His Word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Is somebody receiving this tonight? Come on. Some thumbs up. Karabu shikaralabaki. Yeah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. There is the evidence of Holy Spirit now working in to this live stream to those of you that are watching. And as a word of knowledge, I, I see a level of spiritual maturity and advancement in your lives as God is processing this through you. And it doesn't end tonight, saints. This will be a continual process of the Holy Spirit. As Jesus was on this earth in His three years of ministry, His his ministry was progressive. Every day something manifested. Every day something new came. Every day he had uh, an intimate time with the Father, knowing what he would do on the scene. And I don't want to go back to a previous uh, teaching, but remember what God was talking to us about, the gifts of the Spirit? My God, saints, come on. This is all part of covenant practice. That as you step into this arena and begin to function in the gifts that God has given you, you're going to see the promises of God manifest in and through your life. This, come on, this is His promise given to us. I know I sound like a parrot tonight, but this is covenant promise. This is covenant practice. And we can teach on this. And if God has us go on through this for the next couple of months into 2021, we're going to do it. Because there's such revelation, such, such depth in this, this concept of covenant between God and man. All right.
Here's Parabo Shataranamaka. Here's another prophecy. Beloved, these are all included in the covenant promises of my word. Do you not know it? Do you not understand it? This is my heart to you, my precious ones, that you would live in the freedom and the liberty, oh somebody in this house, that you would live in the freedom and the liberty that was paid in that covenant through the life of my son and the blood he poured out from his body on Calvary's cross. Now, I'm going to do something here. I'm going to ask you to watch this. Uh, I'm not going to ask you to go get uh, the elements here, but I'm going uh, to ask you to watch what we're going to do. In every service before, before going online, we break bread. We have covenant. We take communion here. And we do it uh, by faith, and we do it in recognition. Jesus said that to do this as often as you do this, uh, do this in remembrance of me. We do it as our daily bread. Prophetess Yvonne and I at home, we do it as our daily bread. But I want you to see something very powerful here tonight. And God will, God will download it to you. So in my body I have the wafer, which represents the, the bread or the body of Jesus Christ. And in my other hand I have a cup, which holds the element of, of the Lord's blood. Amen? Between the two, the body of Jesus and the, the cup of the new covenant of the New Testament becomes a covenant promise uh, coming into alignment as one. The two become one. You couldn't have one fulfilling itself without the other fulfilling itself. Amen? And so we understand the body of Jesus back the, the stripes that he bore we know all the, the, the explanation that goes into that we're not going to teach on that tonight but as it was broken as it was broken it was broken for a purpose it comes into alignment to the purpose of bringing forth a new covenant the cup of the new covenant which is significant and the element in that cup was the blood of Jesus now I'm going to ask you to watch this the next time that you Break bread or you have communion. Look into this cup and understand that every karabashika, everything that was about Jesus and the covenant that he made is in this cup. And when you take of it, when you drink of it, you participate, you partake in the covenant practice. Oh, my God, in the covenant promise, what is, was established through the cup of the new covenant and the flesh, the body of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So, Father, we thank you for the illustration. And I promise you, the next time, if you do it tonight before you go to bed, oh, that's a good idea, Brother Michael. I think I'll do that. Yeah, do it. Maraka, as you go to bed and you take of that, things will come come to a change. Understanding of this covenant practice will come to, 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 to pass. Alright. Let's move on this again. The covenant of the new covenant, covet, excuse me, the confirmation of the new covenant is read in Hebrews chapter 7. And the Bible explains it as the order of uh, the high priest Melchizedek. 
study it, get revelation out of it. And because of an oath, Jesus becomes the, uh, because of this, it explains Jesus becomes the uh, guarantor of a better covenant. And in Hebrews chapter 8, verse 6, the reader is witness on how Jesus, my God, how can you not love on him? Jesus, Jesus obtained a more excellent ministry. By how much he became the mediator of a better covenant which was promised and established through better promises. Saints, the benefits of covenant can only be effective when it is put into practice. We've got to practice this covenant. And to God, his covenant promises, his covenant promises are their present tense, their yes and their amen. And to his, as his covenant, and to, excuse me, and to us as his covenant child, it is the same yes and amen. Karamasi. The authority that God has given you as a covenant child, uh, my God, I pray that this just. Oh God, just write it with the index of your finger. Script it into our heart tonight. Covenant. 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 Hakaposi. Come on, saints. Authority. Exousia. The authority that God has given you as a covenant child, it's already been established in your life. He has given you Dominion, come on. Authority and power over everything and anything that is in opposition to live in a king, to live a kingdom life. His covenant still remains today. It hasn't changed because Jesus hasn't changed. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. God has given you a covenant promise. To whatever you bind on earth shall be bound. Whatever you find unlawful on this earth will be bound in heaven. Come on. And we go back to last week's teaching, his message. God gave us a word from his heart. And the title was, Eyes Have Not Seen. In that message, there was a powerful prophetic release that is intended for this generation. A generation called by God to move in a demonstration of power. Now, I want to shift just a, I'm going to step to the right here just a little. I want to stay in this message. But as we're going back to the very beginning of Genesis, where God said He's given us dominion over all things that He created. Yes, the things that creep on the earth, the things that creep under the earth. But the spiritual application to this is to understand that He's also given us uh, uh, authority and dominion over the creatures, the spiritual creatures that, manif that manifest themselves in our lives. He's given us authority over the demonic forces, the, 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 the principalities and the powers, the spiritual wickedness, the, yeah, those scorpions and those serpents. He's given us power over those things. And we're shifting over this right now because as we step into 2021, listen, this is not a, a, a negative word. It's, it's a heads up. 
we're going to have to be able to function based on this covenant promises in this year 2021 because we're going to see an acceleration of more demonic activity and I don't give that to put fear into you we give that to you to bring you into a place of warning to be on the alert you don't have to be afraid of anything that the enemy will try to impose on your upon your life because based on what God says in this covenant promise we practice this covenant and we bring under subjection every spirit that would exalt itself against the knowledge of God amen, amen. hallelujah That too, let me go back here. That too is based on covenant promises. Um, since we asked, go revisit that, revisit that video. And I encourage you to revisit yesterday's video with Pastor Monica Vernable from Shepherd's Heart. She talked about walking in kingling, the kingly anointing. That too, come on. It's all part of this promised covenant. Revisit Listen to what the Lord uh, sent to us through her. Hallelujah. And we're going to move into this right now. And we're going to wrap this up for this evening. So a lot to take in. But we're going to be praying for you uh, uh, again here tonight in Jesus' mighty name. The ecclesia. Hear God's servant tonight. The ecclesia. The church which is the bride of Christ, you and I. She has entered into an era, E-R-A, a period of time, now get a hold of this, a period of time where His voice is being heard through the mouths of His servants, His prophets, calling her into a decade of consecration. This consecration will be witnessed through a generation of believers that will live by the standards of new covenant promise, not compromising worldly possessions for spiritual possessions. The last decade that God walked His bride through was a decade of, of repentance uh, to come into uh, a place of uh, excuse me, of righteousness and holiness to follow after His word, listen to what the prophets were speaking to the bride. And uh, as we stepped into that, there was a manifestation, a great transition that has taken place. Now God's bringing us, uh, the, God is bringing His bride to an upgrade. A year, a decade of consecration. It can't be done to the, to the apostles. It can't be done the prophets or the fivefold administration, it can only done be done by Holy Spirit. When the believer comes to a place and says, Okay, Lord, consecrate. Consecrate me unto uh, righteousness. Consecrate me unto holiness. Consecrate me into this, this life based on covenant promise. And as we ask Him to do it, He'll do it. For some of you, it may happen overnight. For some, it may take days, weeks, months, or maybe the whole decade. The point of the matter is, as we ask God to do that, He'll do this. Now, I was reading out of a book here, and it really shook me, and, and I give this to you. I'm being, being transparent here tonight. It really shook me. 
And I had to ask God very sincerely, and I had to be very careful on how to ask Him on this. Because the Bible talks about knowing the fear of God. And I thought, well, if I'm asking God to bring me into a place of consecration, I need to know the fear of God. And so as I went before Him, I said, Lord, in, in the way that's going to be beneficial for me, reveal to me the fear of God so that I can walk in a place where you would walk, want me to walk. That I would adhere to your word in spite of the, the things that come against my mind and the things, the desires of the flesh. See, it's God's desire that we would fear Him, to know Him, so that He can bring us into the place of consecration. And we'll be teaching on that uh, in the weeks ahead. And so as I, I brought this before the Lord, it was this morning. I was laying in bed and I got, oh my God, I got a little, gri little glimpse of knowing the fear of God. And it was shaking. Uh, I, anyway, it was, it, was, it was revealing. There you go. It was revealing. And I thought, if this is the introduction, I don't know if I'm ready for what's down the road. But in, in, in that place of asking God, I'm, I'm praying seeking Him and requesting that He makes me ready to understand the fear of God. This validation of our lives based on uh, the blood of Jesus that we're sanctified and we're justified through that blood. This too comes under the covenant promise and the covenant practice to bring us to a place to take hold of this consecration that he desires to work in and through each one of us in Jesus mighty name. Amen. Alright here's the prophetic release and we're going to close for this evening. Did somebody receive this tonight? Come on did, 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 I need to see hands in the sanctuary that you receive this tonight. Hallelujah. Did anybody, did any, is anybody receiving this online? I got some hands just kind of in the sanctuary. Are you receiving this tonight in Jesus' mighty name? All right, here's the prophecy, saints. And, you know, I, I give this to you. We're, we, as a ministry team, are excited to step into 2020. Even though there's a lockdown. We're ready, already in participation so that when we can reopen these doors, we continue in this, this prophetic realm, this prophetic speed, this prophetic dialogue of Holy Ghost to accomplish what God has us to accomplish in 2021. Amen. And we've got some announcements for you uh, next week of what we're going to be doing here in the sanctuary and in the parking lot in Jesus' mighty name. All right. Here's the prophecy. Beloved, take hold of every covenant practice to receive every covenant promise. Utilize and make practical and effective every gift that I have given you. As you do, you will be my witnesses both to the saved and to the unsaved, to both Jew and to Gentile of what covenant promise means and what covenant practice will bring into their lives. All this is evident 
and is reflected in the life and the ministry of my beloved Jesus. He is the perfect perfect example of covenant promise and covenant practice. Follow His pattern, not the patterns of man. And as you do, you will see how I've established my kingdom. I've established my kingdom in heaven on the earth in him and through him. This is my heart's desire for each one of you, says the Lord. Separate yourself unto me. Consecrate yourself in times with prayer and with fastings. To be alone with me. And as you do, I will reveal the depth of covenant purpose and how they can be applied to every area of your lives. It is my desire that you inherit kingdom purpose to live with kingdom prosperity without limitations. I've given you my very best. I've given you my only begotten son. Allow the pattern of my son's life pattern in your lives and you will see a manifestation of eternal purpose and eternal glory manifesting in you and through you I oh God get this I the great I am I am covenant says the Lord I'm not a man that I would lie, neither the Son of Man, that I would repent of these words, for it is written, but as, uh, but as it is written, I has not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man. Watch this. Hear this. The things that God has prepared for them that love Him. You are in preparation. We are in preparation for the things that God has for us. Come on. And God says, and I know that you love me. You've always loved me. Allow this covenant to be established in your life. Where my love towards you and my, and my love towards you and your love towards me will gain, my God, will gain momentum, says the Lord. And this word of mine, here's the promise. Here's the promise in the covenant. And this word of mine will not return empty or void unto me. But it will go forth and will accomplish the very thing that I have sent them to do. The very thing that pleases me, says the Lord of hosts. 